praise God, praise God. Somebody shout the name of Jesus. Jesus. Come on, everybody shout the name of Jesus. There's so much power in the name of Jesus. And I can feel that power in this tabernacle tonight. Amen. Anything is possible. Anything is possible. One more time, shout the name of Jesus. Now I want you to put your hands together and give that great name great praise right now. Come on. This building ought to rattle. This building ought to shake right now. Somebody call the name of Jesus. The name that's higher than any other name. The name that's greater than any other name. Somebody shout Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Something happens. Something happens when you call that name. There's healing in the name of Jesus. I said there's healing in the name of Jesus. There's deliverance in the name of Jesus. There's salvation in the name of Jesus. Instead of me going on, anything you need can be found in the name of Jesus. Does anybody believe that? There's no other name. No other name comparable to the name of Jesus. Thankful for the spirit of worship. Thankful for the spirit of praise, the spirit of liberty and freedom that we feel in this house today. Amen. What a time we had last night, this morning. I heard that it was outstanding. Man, hate that we were not able to be here this morning. We had to take care of some things back home on our side of town. Uh, but looking forward to what God is getting ready to do in this house tonight. He has already begun working already. Amen. We can already feel his presence. We can feel his spirit. As I said last night, what a privilege, what an honor it is to be with you. I think it was maybe five or six years ago. I was with you guys at the old building uh, for your regeneration weekend. Some of the memories popped up on my Facebook six years ago today, six years ago today. And uh, thank you for having me back. Amen. It's been an honor to be with you guys and to worship. What a powerful church. What a powerful, powerful church you guys have. Amen. You ought to be proud that this is your church. Amen. Amen. God is here. God is with you. Once again, I do want to give honor to the leadership of this house, your pastor and his wife, pastor and sister Walden. Let's give God praise for them one more time. Amen. We love and appreciate them. Such a fine couple. We thank God for them. Amen. Also, thank you, Brother Jake Walden, for the invitation, hospitality. Let's give it up for Brother Jake Walden, your youth pastor. We give God praise for him. We thank God for him. Amen. The book of Hosea, uh, very quickly, I uh, thank you so much, praise team, for leading us in worship. Y'all could have just took over the service tonight. Amen. Y'all don't even need me tonight. Y'all could have just had church all by yourself. Amen. What an outstanding job, sound, and media, everybody that has something to do with putting on this event. Even our camera lady, are you the one taking the camera to videos? Amen. I love that about her. I looked up and and uh, she was down here in the middle, spinning around, worshiping God. I said, she forgot about taking pictures and videos. <laughs> Amen. When Jesus comes in, don't nothing else matters. Amen. 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 Such a beautiful sight to see. 
Amen. I want to give a shout out, Brother Jordan Marion. Where is he at? Playing the drums, my buddy. I've known him for many years. Amen. Forgot to mention him last night. Him and his lovely wife, we, we honor them. And Brother Peacock, God bless you. I've known you and your family for many years. Thankful for your ministry. Amen. So many wonderful people here. I'm afraid to keep calling names because I've already forgot somebody. I know somebody's mad at me. Amen. Don't hold it against me. The book of Hosea, chapter 1. Let's get quickly into the word of the Lord. Once again, just thank you for your kindness. Thank you so much for hosting us again this year. Hosea, chapter 1. God has a word for us tonight. I said God has a word for us tonight. Amen. Amen. I'm reminded of uh, the prophet Elijah is that uh, there was a windstorm and the Bible says God was not there. It says there was an earthquake after God was not in it. It was a fire not too long after God was not in it. it said, but then there was a still small voice. And I feel that tonight for our preaching part of this service God wants to have that still, small voice experience with us tonight. God's going to speak to some people in here, and I believe we're going to leave here better than when we came in in this service tonight. Hosea chapter 1, of course, I'm starting out reading from the King James Version. Uh, I will read it from another translation. Let's start from the King James Version. Hosea chapter 1, verse 1. The Bible says, The word of the Lord that came unto Hosea, the son of Beri in the days of Uzziah, Jotham, Ahaz, and Hezekiah, kings of Judah, and in the days of Jeroboam, the son of Joash, king of Israel, the beginning of the word of the Lord by Hosea. And the Lord said to Hosea, Go, take unto thee a wife of whoredoms and children of whoredoms, for the land hath committed great whoredom, departing from the Lord. So he went, and took Gomer, the daughter of the blame, which conceived and bare him a son. That's King James Version. Let's read this from the Living Bible Translation. Whatever translation you have will suffice. Hosea chapter 1, verse 1, uh, the Living Bible reads, There, these are the messages from the Lord to Hosea, son of Beri, during the reigns of these four kings of Judah, Uzziah, Jotham, Ahaz, and Hezekiah, and one of the kings of Israel, Jeroboam, son of Joash. Here, at verse 2, is the first message. The Lord said to Hosea, go and marry a girl who is a prostitute, so that some of her children will be born to you from other men. This will illustrate the way my people have been untrue to me, committing open adultery against me by worshiping other gods. Verse 3, so Hosea married Gomer, daughter of the blame, and she conceived and bore him a son. Can we say amen to the reading of the word? Tonight on this final night of Regeneration Weekend, I simply want to preach. I want to use this as my subject, the love of God. The love of God. Everybody shout that, the love of God. You can be seated in the presence of the Lord. A little more monitor if you can. I would appreciate it. The love of God. The love of God. Nowhere in Scripture will you see God's love demonstrated in a more profound way as it is exemplified here in this text. Here we have a very 
interesting story that gives us a very clear picture on the love of God. Here God tells Hosea, the prophet, he says, Hosea, I want you to go and marry a prostitute by the name of Gomer. This is a strange story I tell people all the time. You don't have to watch soap operas and you know dramas. You can read the Bible. Amen. A little more monitor, please. I don't know where it went. Amen. You can read the Bible, and the Bible has love stories in it. Betrayal, war has all kind of stuff in the word of God. He tells Hosea, he says, go and marry a prostitute by the name of Gomer. Can you imagine this? God comes to the man of God and says, hey, there's somebody I want you to marry. And Hosea says, she has to be teaching Sunday school. She has to be on the praise team. He said, God, he said, that has to be her at the altar. And God says, no, the one standing on the corner. Upon further investigation, we discover that Hosea represents God. Don't miss me tonight. And Gomer depicts the people of God who have a wicked proclivity to stray away from him. Gomer has a pattern of loose living and a shallow understanding of love. But Hosea marries her in hopes of loving her out of her old lifestyle. But much to his dismay, he soon discovers how entrenched, how immersed she is in her old way of living. Even after he marries her, listen to me, she still comes home late. She still wakes up next to strangers she still stands on the corner and sells her body for money although she is married to the prophet during the marriage gomer has at least three children and none of them can be confirmed that they belong to her husband hosea and the crazy thing about this my brothers and my sisters is that after all of this Hosea does not divorce her. He's a better man than I am. Amen. He does not put a hit out on her. He does not abuse her or beat her. But the Bible says that he goes after her and nurses her back to health. The question is why? And the answer is because he loves her. Over and over again, she is unfaithful but the prophet is faithful to the commitment of his marriage. Now, listen to me as I'm just building my case tonight. I know this story makes us very uneasy, but it's in the word of God. And God wants to share some stuff with us tonight. Now, it's easy for all of us to sit back and point a religious finger and to condemn and to beat Gomer down. But let me take the opportunity at the onset of my message to remind us that sometimes uh, we act just like Gomer. Oh, it's going to be quiet. It's going to be a little tight in here tonight, but it's all right. It's all right. You and I may not be hanging out on the corner prostituting our bodies, but we do sometimes prostitute our principles. 
before we look down on Gomer, we have to examine the Gomer inside of us. Because no matter how holy we appear to be on the outside, there is sin in you and there is sin in me. Whether we want to admit it or not, sometimes uh, we act just like Gomer. After God has entered a covenant relationship with us, uh, sometimes we leave him uh, and we go back to old lovers. You ain't got to say, man, it's the truth anyhow. We go back to old lifestyles. Uh, we go back to old attitudes, uh, old way of living, old lifestyle, old nature. I know, I know, I know. You may not shout tonight. I know uh, it's a tough pill to swallow because somebody, even right now, maybe getting a little offended. You're saying, preacher, how can you stand up there and tell me that I act like Gomer? Did you not say that Gomer is a prostitute? Preacher, you have the unmitigated gall to tell me that sometimes I act just like Gomer. Yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. Now, looking at the definition literally, this may not apply to any of us, but spiritually it applies to all of us. Hear me tonight. I'm going to take my time. Hear me tonight. Uh, we may have never exchanged sex for money, uh, but at times we have exchanged uh, our anointing for a relationship. I know you're not standing out on the corner prostituting your body, but at times you have exchanged your salvation for an ungodly friendship. You better say amen before you give yourself away. You have exchanged your prayer time for more sleep. You have exchanged reading your Bible for Netflix. You have exchanged reading your Bible for social media. You have exchanged fasting for more food. Sometimes we act just like Gomer, y'all. No matter how anointed we are, no matter how long we've been saved, no matter who your mama, who your daddy is, no matter how long you've been in the church, sometimes we all have a tendency to break our commitment with God, which ultimately breaks him. His heart. Hear me a little more monitor, please. That's why, that's why you and I, we are unqualified to judge other people. Thank you. That sounds better. We have to understand that God, he could have divorced you and I and left us a long time ago. But I'm so glad that the God we served, he stayed faithful to us. He stayed committed to us. He stayed loyal to us. And that's why we ought to thank God that he blesses us despite the gomer inside of us. No matter how many times I cheat on him, no matter how many times I'm unfaithful, no matter how many times I stray away from him, he keeps looking for me. His love keeps chasing me down. He keeps calling me. He keeps loving me. And he never divorced me. That ought to be enough to give him praise. That in spite of the gomer inside of me, he still said, I'm married to the backslider. I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Gomer, 
Gomer, Gomer, I'm just talking at night. Gomer, Gomer, she's used to being accustomed to being propositioned. She is used to having men proposition her for sex. But uh, when Hosea approached her, this all right tonight? I think there's no kids in here. All, all the kids are having their own church. We're going to have grown-up church tonight. Amen. Uh, he, she, she's used to men approaching her and wanting something from her. But Hosea came on the scene and he did not want anything from her except her heart. Hear me now. It's the same way with God. When God comes after us, he don't need our money. He don't need our house, our car. He has everything he already needs. But when he comes looking for us, he comes looking for our heart. That's why the Bible implores us to love the Lord our God with all of our hearts. Gomer, Gomer, y'all, she was not used to somebody loving her without any strings attached. She was not used to receiving love with no contingencies. And here, this is the reason why it's so hard for us as humans uh, to conceptualize the love of God because um, we cannot imagine a God as perfect as he is uh, wanting to love somebody as imperfect as we are. Uh, it's unthinkable, it's unfathomable uh, that somebody like him uh, would overlook my faults uh, and still meet me at my needs. I guess I ain't preaching to some of y'all in here. I guess some of y'all are picture perfect lives. I guess some of y'all ain't never made no mistakes. I guess some of y'all came out of y'all mother's womb speaking in tongues. And I ain't talking to y'all perfect people in here. Y'all just eavesdrop tonight. I'm preaching to the real honest folk who can say, preacher, I ain't always been right. I don't always dot my I's and cross my T's. Sometimes I miss the mark. Sometimes I just mess the things up but I'm so glad that when everybody else walks out on me Jesus steps in and says I'll take you up I'll never leave you no matter what you've done sometimes sometimes I think back I think back just how good he is Pastor Walden there's an old song that says I don't know why he loves me I don't know why he cares but I'm so glad can I just talk tonight I'm so glad that he did hear me now I don't know why he sacrificed his life for me on the cross I don't know why he died for a sinner like me but I'm so glad that he did sometimes I look back over my personal life when I was running the streets of Atlanta when I was backslid and I was messing my life up I was living a life of sin I was a 21st century prodigal son I was breaking God's heart. I got baptized when I was seven years old. I received the Holy Ghost when I was seven years old. Only to backslide by the age of 15. I broke the very heart of God. Every time I put a blunt to my mouth to smoke marijuana, I was breaking the heart of God. Every time I put an alcohol bottle to my mouth, I was breaking the heart of God. Every time I cussed, every time I stole, Every time I fornicated, I was breaking 
the heart of God. But I'm so glad 16 years ago, I said I'm sick and tired of this lifestyle. I said there's too much inside of me for me to go out like this. I came to an apostolic altar and I fell on my face. And let me tell you, I felt the love of God. He didn't beat me up. He didn't slap me in the back of my head. But he knelt down and he said, I still love you, son. I still can use you, son. I still can put my anointing on you. That's why we shout. That's why we dance. That's why we praise. Because the love of God never gives up on us. Somebody lift your hands and worship for a few minutes. Somebody tell God thank you. Thank you for loving me when I was a downright mess. When I was a wretched man, a wretched woman. Thank you for still loving me. He loves you. He loves you. In spite of your mistakes. I've come to preach to somebody tonight. I've come to preach you out of condemnation tonight. I've come to preach you out of shame and guilt tonight. I said he loves you in spite of your mistakes. He loves you in spite of your misfortunes. He loves you in spite of your mishaps. He loves you with no strings attached. No matter my faults, no matter my flaws, no matter my failures, he loves you. I've come to preach to somebody tonight. I don't care. I don't care what you've done. I don't care who you've been with. I don't care where you've been, what you've said, what you've watched, what you've listened to. God's love will never give up on you. People will give up on you. Did you hear what I said? Friends will give up on you. Family will give up on you. Let me get closer. Church folk will give up on you sometimes. But God says, I will never give up on I feel the Holy Ghost. Ain't nobody shouting. Ain't nobody dancing. But I feel the presence of God in this house. Now, let me clarify, let me clarify. I think you know me good enough to know where I stand. But if you don't, let me clarify. In no form, in no fashion, am I justifying, am I, con- am I condoning sin? But I am advertising the love of God. The Bible says love covers a multitude of sin. I know God sent me to preach this word to somebody tonight because some of you you have made the worst mistake of your life and the devil has been lying to you even tonight in church you can't move you can't smile you can't worship the devil is telling you it's over for you you might as well just sit there and die matter of fact you might as well not even show your face leave the church the devil is telling you that your sin is too big for God but the devil is a liar there is forgiveness in this I wish I can preach it like I feel it tonight I said there's forgiveness in this house there's restoration in this house the love of God is in this house tonight and all you gotta do is throw your hands up and open your mouth and repent of your sins and you will experience the love of God 
I'm reaching for somebody. I said he loves you. He loves you. I know you ain't heard that in a long time, but you're going to hear it tonight. He loves you. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I said God loves you in spite of you. He loves you in spite of your sin. He loves you in spite of the fornication, in spite of the pornography, in spite of the rebellion, in spite of the unforgiveness. He loves you. No, he's not condoning your mess, but he's letting you know if you can just repent and make your way back home to me. I'm waiting on you with wide open arms. I'm ready to receive you again, my son. I'm ready to receive you again, my daughter, and use you like nothing ever even happened before. That's how much he loves us. That's how much he loves us so help me Lord help me so lift your hands one more time I'm getting there I'm getting there I promise you but I feel God lift your hands one more time somebody just begin to worship right now somebody begin to talk to God right now he's doing something even right now I'm, I'm not going to be in a hurry tonight uh, this is my last service with you I feel God doing something even right now let him pour his love in. Let him pour his love in. Let him heal those wounds. Let him bind up your brokenness. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your love, God. So, so Hosea, Hosea, what a man of God. Uh, Hosea obeys God. God says, what an unthinkable request. I can't imagine this. I'm reading it. I'm preaching about it. As a man of God myself, I can't imagine this. God tells Hosea, go and marry Gomer. Here it is. We don't judge folks, especially according to their past. We all have a past. But she is not a delivered prostitute. This is not past tense. She's an active. Y'all not hearing me. Y'all more spiritual than I am. God's still working on me. Y'all pray for the preacher tonight. Because this don't make sense to me. Reading this even now. Marry an active prostitute. Oh, by the way, she is going to be unfaithful. But don't worry about Hosea. It's all in my perfect will. What? I couldn't imagine being single. And if you know my dad, you know my dad. You can imagine walking into his office as a single young man and saying, hey, dad, uh, I was praying and God gave me a vision. And my dad would say, what's the vision, boy? <laughs> That's how he talked for real. Yeah, he says. <clears throat> and I said, well, <clears throat> God want me to go downtown Atlanta. There's a prostitute on the corner. He wants me to marry her to show our church how unfaithful we are. My daddy say, boy, get your backslid self out of my office. Go pray through again. Amen. But this is what this is what God tells Hosea. I know how Gomer is, but I need you to marry her. Hosea follows what God says, marries her, makes a vow. He says, I'm going to love her beyond her pain and her issues. Watch the story. Watch the text, y'all. Hosea brings her in, provides stability, provides 
security for her. This is the first time she's ever had this. This is the first time she's ever had a home. She's used to going from place to place, corner to corner, room to room. You get the point. But now she has a home now. She's never known an environment like this. She has a warm meal every night. She has a, a decent wardrobe. She has a man that truly loves her. She has everything that any woman would want. But yet, after all of that, She's still unfaithful. Still strays away. Still does not hold on to her commitment. Hear me now. I'm taking my time because I'm using Gomer's name. But I'm really asking you. I'm asking myself. Uh, how can we have all that we have uh, Hosea gave Gomer all of this and yet she still was creeping. But here we are having all the blessings that God has given us. Y'all may not have me back after this. I, I hope y'all still love Hope we still going to be friends after this. I got to just do what God told me to do. How can God bless us with all that he does and yet we're still unfaithful and yet we still stray. Y'all ain't hearing me. Can we be honest tonight? We were nothing before God. We were nothing without God and he gave us all that we have. He healed us. He delivered us. He saved us. He blessed us he provided he protected us and yet we're still unfaithful sometimes he's given us all of this and yet we still can't be faithful Gomer had a beautiful home and yet still wouldn't come home at night God has given some of us he's given us a beautiful church building a house of worship and yet we still don't show up to it we still won't come to it God is saying what else do I have to do I I've sacrificed my life literally. I gave my life for you. Uh, I wake you up and I do everything for you. And yet still you can't serve me. You still can't worship me. Help me God. I don't know about you. But as I'm preaching to you. I'm preaching to myself. Help me God. Um, forgive me God for ever putting anybody or anything before you uh, you deserve the pre oh god you deserve the preeminence uh, i'm thankful for my ministry hear me now i'm thankful for my wife and my kids uh, i'm thankful for everything that god has given me uh, but before i had all of that uh, i had him i gotta make sure i keep him first in my life Every good gift comes from the Father above. So I'm almost finished, y'all. I'm, I'm almost there, I promise you. I'm almost there. I'm in, I'm in Hosea chapter 3 now. I promise you. Give me 10 minutes and I'm done. Hosea chapter 3. Listen to me. We discover, we discover that Gomer has gotten so engrossed in her wicked lifestyle that she is now being sold as a slave. 
Don't miss this. I'm in Hosea 3. And God, listen to this, that ought to be enough. I did what you wanted me to, God. I married her. Got kids everywhere. Don't know what's going on. Now she's a slave. This has to be the end now. Let's cut it up. I'm done. God says, but I'm not. He says, um, she's in slavery now. He said, but I tell you what. He says, um, I need you to go and redeem her. Y'all better hear me as I get ready to close. I'm in verse 2 of Hosea 3. The Bible said that he goes and redeems her with 15 shekels of silver and five bushels of barley. Don't miss this. Don't worry about the shekels and barley. Don't, don't, get, don't get lost in that. Uh, what I want you to understand is, is that the point I'm driving home is that it cost him something. To go and redeem her from her pending doom. And I hope, I hope you can see the correlation here. Because you and I at one point in our lives were slaves. Slaves to sin. And it cost Jesus something. He could have looked at us and said, I'm done with y'all. But it cost him something to redeem us. The question is, preacher, what did it cost us? I'm in 1 Peter chapter 1 and verse 18. For as much as you know that you were not, here it is, redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold. Hear me? But with the precious blood of Christ. Church folk don't know when to shout. I said church folk don't know when to shout. I said you are are redeemed by the precious blood of Christ. That ought to have been enough to make you give God praise. Hosea redeemed Gomer with silver and barley. Jesus said I'm going to redeem you with my own precious innocent blood and I know I know it's 2020 I know this is a youth conference I know I probably should stay away from subjects like the blood but y'all excuse me I got the microphone now I'm still appreciative of the blood of Jesus in 2020 as a young man I'm still grateful I'm still thankful that one day over 2,000 years ago Jesus shed blood on the cross y'all better hear me preach young people there is power in the blood of the lamb sometimes I miss those old school songs Song, Sister Walden that said what can wash away my sin. See, this this is old school preaching. This is old school preaching, young people. Uh, What can wash away my sins? Uh, Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Uh, I'll preach this side over here. What can make me whole again? 
nothing but the blood of Jesus. I'm still grateful for the blood. I still shout. I still dance. I still rejoice when somebody talks about the blood. Because one day when I was lost, Jesus died on the cross. And I know it was the blood for me. You ought to take about 60 seconds and throw your hands up and throw your head back and just give God praise not for a man not for a woman not for a degree not for a job but give God praise for the blood I said thank him for the blood that's why you're still here today that's why you're still saved that's why you're healed of every disease because the blood that Jesus shed Somebody thank him for the blood. Somebody praise him for the blood. He used his own blood to redeem you. He redeemed us with his own precious blood. That's why we come to church for no other reason. I don't care if you don't like the tempo of the song. I don't care if you don't like the worship leader, don't like the preacher. Forget all of that. If you can't think of nothing else to praise him for, just think about his blood. Just think about how he redeemed you. Y'all not hearing me? No wonder the Bible says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. You ought to say something. If you've been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb, some people call it crazy some people call it amazing some people call it reckless I don't care what you call it but I'm thankful for the love of God that he stayed on a cross not because he had to but he stayed on a cross because he loves you he let them put a crown of thorns on his head he let them pierce his side he let them them nail his hands. He let them nail his feet. He let them pluck his beard. He let them slap him. Not because he had no power, but because he loved you. He loved you. He loved me. That ought to be enough to praise him. He loved you enough to die for you. You ought to love him enough to live for him. I said he loved you enough to die for you. You ought to love him enough to live for him. You ought to love him enough to worship him you ought to love him enough to praise him you ought to love him you ought to love him musicians you can come you ought to love him here's my question here's my question I'm finished here's my question why would a man of God want to marry a prostitute? doesn't make logical sense to me. But the better question is, why would a holy God want to marry an unholy people like us? God is saying, hear me as I'm closing. You can stand. I'm finished. Hear me. God is saying... I want to commune with you. Uh I want to fellowship with you. Mm -hmm. 
He's saying the same way I did with Adam. Every day I came walking in the cool of the garden before the fall. He said, I'm trying to get back to that place with you where you spend time with me, not just on Sundays. Not just on Wednesdays. Not just at Regeneration Weekend. Not just at youth camp or winter youth conference, shameless plug. Not at AYC or Youth Congress, but he's saying every single day. I come looking for you. God says, you think it's your alarm clock that wakes you up. God said, it's not your alarm clock. He said, it's my love that reaches out and taps you in. He said, it's my love that wakes you up and puts you in your right mind. He said, it's my love that keeps your heart beating. It's my love that keeps your blood flowing. It's my love that keeps your organs functioning proud. It's my love that protects you from sickness and death. It's my love. He said, can you, can you just love me back? He said, he said, please. He says, can you just can you just reciprocate what I give to you, please? He says, I see you every day and I wait to hear your voice, but it's not a church day. I got to wait another day and another day. He says, please, I, I'm not asking for much. He said, can you just give me some love? Can you just give me some time? Can you just show me, not tell me, but can you show me that nobody or nothing else is more important than me? Hear me, I promise you, I feel the Holy Ghost. I'm finished. I'm finished, but God ain't finished yet. Hear me. Anybody that knows me, you may, you may have even heard me say this before. Because I live by this. Every time I preach, every podcast I'm on, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get this to everybody. Hear me now. Uh, you have to understand, church, uh, that the Bible says in Exodus chapter 34, it says that God is a jealous God. But it did not say he is a selfish God. You, they missed what I said, pastor. God is a jealous God. Not a selfish God. There's a huge difference. God could have looked down and said, you know what? I love you so much, I want you to myself. And you know what we would have had to do? It would have just been us and God. But God says, I'm not selfish. But I am jealous. And what that means is, hear me. God doesn't mind us having people and things in our life. That's why he's walking with Adam one day. I feel the Holy Ghost. He's walking with Adam one day. And he, he's communing with them. But he looks down at him and says, It's not good for man to be alone. Hold on. How is he alone and God is right here? Because God understood that we need human interaction we need relationships and friendship he understood that he's not selfish he could have said no i want you for me you can't have friends you can't get married you can't have kids you can't get a degree you can't work it's just me and you 
And we would have had to just fall in line. But he said, I'm not like that. I don't mind you having a spouse. I don't mind you having a family. I don't mind you getting a degree. I don't mind you climbing corporate, uh, the corporate ladder. I don't mind you having free. I don't mind you having clean entertainment and healthy food. I don't mind recreation. He said, I don't mind any of that. I'm not selfish. He says, but I'm jealous. He says, you and I have a problem when you put him, her, them are it in my place. God says, that's when I get jealous. God says, hold on. Hold on. Wait, wait, wait one minute. I'm the one that gave you her. I'm the one that gave you him. I'm the one that gave you it. And you got the nerve to put them above me. That's when you see how jealous uh, he is. Y'all better hear me. Y'all better hear me in this house tonight. God is speaking to you. God is saying, I want you right now to go into your mind. Uh, There's some people, there's some things you need to shift around your life right now. Uh, you need to recategorize and reprioritize. Uh, there's some people you ought to cut off and just kick all the way out. Uh, Jesus said, I need to be number one in your life. Uh, he said, because either I'm number one or I'm nothing at all I'm not second place I'm not playing B I'm not your fallback plan he says it's either number one or nothing at all I'm finished I gotta let this thing go I'm finished I'm finished I'm finished Pastor Walden the psalmist the psalmist one place in scripture said early in the morning will I seek you notice child of God he never gave a specific time he just said early if you study that word early that word early means first do you understand what God is trying to speak to his people now God is saying I want to be first have a family have a life that's fine he says but i gotta be first early will i seek you the first thing when you get up in the morning uh, hear me the first thing that ought to be on your mind is thank you jesus I ain't saying you got to be all super deep, y'all. But I don't care if you whisper it. I don't care what you do. But the first thing going to be on your mind is thank you, God. My eyes are open. Uh, thank you. I see the sunlight. Thank you. Uh, you gave me another day. People went to bed last night and died. But yet you gave me life again. You gave me life. Uh, I got to thank you. That's all God is asking us for. God is saying, I love y'all so much. Um, I provide for you. God is saying, I know your life isn't perfect, uh, but I walk with you. I talk with you. I never leave you. Uh, he said, I filled you with my spirit. Uh, I wrote your name in my Lamb's Book of Life. Uh, he said, I've gone away to prepare a place for you uh, that one day we can be together. Uh, he said, I just want you to love me. I'm not looking for anything from you. I'm not playing no games with you. I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not holding anything over your head. I just want you to love me most. I just want to be first place in your life. I want everybody to throw your hands up right now. You can stay in your seat or you can run to this altar, whatever you feel like doing right now. But I believe somebody needs to fall on their face right now. Somebody ought to cry out to God right now.
now. Somebody ought to be screaming right now. Somebody ought to be travailing right now. Somebody ought to be apologizing right now. Somebody ought to be saying, God, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry, God. I'm taking the blinders off of my eyes. I can see clearly now, God. I've been putting people above you. I've been putting my schoolwork above you. I've been putting social media above you. I've been putting my relationship above you. I've been putting Netflix above you. I'm so sorry, God. I've been putting my spouse above you. I'm sorry, God. I'm sorry. Please forgive me tonight. Please take me back. Please put your arms around me. Please let me feel your love, God. Let me feel you. Come on. Come on. Somebody cry out tonight. Somebody cry out tonight. His love is reckless. His love is reckless. His love makes no sense to the human mind. It's reckless. It's reckless. He'll come get you. He'll come get you. Even when you don't want to be God. He'll come get you. He's coming for you tonight. He's coming for you tonight. He's chasing you down tonight. I need somebody to lift your voice. I need somebody to lift your voice and cry out right now. I need somebody to repent right now. I need somebody to cry out.
about his love, about receiving his love, about knowing how much he loves us, is that we don't have to go from this place tonight under condemnation, under the weight of guilt and shame, thinking about the consequences, thinking about the effects. We just walk in the liberty of his love. Where sin did abound. That's Bible. Where sin did abound. Grace. That love. Does much more abound. You can't. You can't stack up. Enough sin. You can't stack up enough mistakes. You can't keep score against yourself to an extent that it will outweigh the love of God and I'm so thankful because I don't deserve it has anyone felt that they've received that love tonight not just that you know it but Lord I receive it I don't deserve it, but I receive it. I don't deserve it, Lord, but I receive it. I'm going to walk in it. I tell you, when you receive that love, when you begin to walk in that love, then you're free from guilt and shame and condemnation, and you can walk in victory. You can walk in the purpose that God's called you to without worrying about who I used to be or what I did before, because that love, that love, Could you lift your hands, lift your voice one more time and just thank Him tonight. Just, you've poured out and poured out and poured out, but could you lift up your voice and thank Him tonight. This kind of word brings freedom. This kind of word breaks chains. This kind of word, it allows me to go forward and walk in liberty. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Come on, just another few seconds. Just pour out your thanks to Him tonight. Thank you, Lord, for your love. Thank you, Lord, for your love. Now, could you clap your hands? And could you lift up your voice in a shout of praise? Come on, I feel that. <laughs> that love, it's, it's, it's a reason to lift up your voice uh, and praise. Uh, that love is the reason I can clap my hands and shout unto God with a voice of triumph. Uh, I can't triumph without His love. I don't have victory without His love. But because I know He loves me. Uh, oh, yes, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, God has been so good to us in these services. How many have been blessed? How many have been changed, been set free? Hey, we got church tomorrow. God's still going to move. God's still going to do some things. I'm expecting it. I want to say to Brother Wyman and his family, we appreciate your ministry so much. And we give you honor. And we love you so very much. Y'all are dear to us. We love you. Thank you for being obedient to the Lord. We have been blessed and changed by the word of the Lord throughout this weekend. Amen.
want to leave. It's hard to close something like this out, but hey, to our visitors, go back to your home church, walk in the liberty of that love, blow the roof off your home church tomorrow, go in there and worship and praise and do what God's called you to do. Amen. Gonna be people having church all over the place. I just believe. I just believe for revival all across, all throughout the church, all over the world tomorrow. I believe God will do it. Amen. Amen. Don't forget uh, to our ministers and anybody that uh, and your families and anybody that served in any capacity. We have a dinner prepared for you in the youth sanctuary. Uh, so don't forget about that. I want to say thank you to everyone who's been involved, who's participated, who's responded to the preaching, who's responded in worship and praise. We love you and we thank you so much. And, and hey, visitors, if you don't have a home church and you're around, you're welcome here. We love you. We want you to be a part. And we want to see what God's going to do in your life and rejoice with you in that. Amen? Amen. Well, let's lift our voice one more time and just thank the Lord and close out in this prayer tonight. Lord, we give you honor, glory, and praise. Truly, Lord, you've been with us. You've touched us and changed us and spoken to us. Lord, and we, we have drawn closer to you. We've been made better, made more like you throughout this weekend. And we thank you so much. Lord, and I pray tonight that as we go forward, we wouldn't leave this here, but we take it with us. Lord, walk with our head held high. Lord, in confidence, knowing that you're with us, that you love us. Lord, that you have done a work in us. And we're going to accomplish the purpose, Lord, that you have for us. In the name of Jesus. And everyone said amen. Clap your hands tonight to greet each other as you're dismissed. We'll see you at church tomorrow in Jesus' name.